G'day and welcome to the Sea Creatures Podcast, a show all about the amazing animals that live beneath the waves. Each episode we chat about a specific sea creature with a guest who has spent time and interacted with this ocean animal. Our guests range from marine biologists to divers to underwater photographers, citizen scientists and people that have an intense passion for marine life. My name is Matt Testoni and I'm all of the above and joining me for this episode of Sea Creatures is Karen Green and we're going to talk about green earth sharks. Karen is an underwater photographer who takes some pretty cool photos and is probably the person who goes to see them the most that I know. Welcome to the show, Karen. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No worries. So why did you choose green earth sharks? And why, as I just said, why do you travel like so many hours just to see sharks underwater? One of the things that appeals to me about the greener sharks is I just find them fascinating. I find that a lot of people who don't spend time in the water or are not divers often think of sharks and have a particular perception of sharks. They often ask me, don't you get scared to dive with sharks? Or they look at the photos and it's something that's frightening for them. But for me, I find the sharks fascinating because they are actually quite calm creatures to dive with and growing up I found you know I lived near the beach um, so we were often uh, going to the beach on the weekends and that so we spent a lot of time in the water and my dad loved marine life he had a lot of books about sharks and so as kids my sister and I would look at his books and we'd see all the pictures and want to learn about sharks because it was my dad's favorite animal and now that I'm a diver myself I just really love to kind of see them in the water and see that they are you know like they're they're quite you know interesting creatures as they can look a little bit scary at first when you first sort of die with them because they do have quite sharp jagged teeth but once you actually spend time in the water and see how calm they are they're, they're amazing yeah and so green earth sharks like we'll talk a bit about what they are because and just before i do that i just want to touch on when you dive with them you mentioned like people are scared of them but you kind of get this and i've done it a few times you kind of get this amazing calmness you see this huge predator but it's just like hypnotizingly calm, which is really cool. Yeah, I find with the grey nurse sharks, a lot of times they are quite peaceful in the water and they will sort of like just float beside you. So they occasionally swim fast, but most of the times they're actually just sort of drifting along beside you. Sometimes you go to dive sites where there are gutters so there's sort of like rock walls on either side and then sand in the middle and the sharks tend to just slowly swim up and down the gutters so they are very sort of hypnotizing or and peaceful because of the fact that they move quite slowly you can kind of imagine you swim down to a sandy gutter and grey nose sharks they're they're from one to just over two meters long so they're a big shark and they weigh up to like 160 kilos which is a huge animal but they don't have a huge mouth like not one big enough to hit humans. So you can kind of picture you're swimming along through a channel and there's this huge, slow-moving shark. And, yeah, you'd think you'd be scared, but you're really not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Grain sharks, they're kind of, because, you know, you've seen a lot of them, but there aren't that many in Australia. There are a, They are a worldwide species and they're found all over the world under different names and stuff. And that's something we'll touch on because you would know, Karen, like they're not a nurse shark and they're not, they're also known as sand tigers. So they're not, a, but they're not a nurse shark as green nurse, and they're not a tiger shark. 
they're actually like I think they get called like ragged tooth, which is like a shark of South Africa, which is the the one that they get they call them in South Africa, and that's probably the best description because yeah, they're not a tiger shark, they're not a nurse shark. Nurse sharks are like have no teeth really; they're plate kind of things, and tiger sharks are scary as sharks. Describe to me, Kez, like what their face looks like. Like, why are they scary looking but not scary? I think it's because they often swim around with their mouths open and you do see their teeth. So they've got quite a pointy sort of mouth and their teeth are kind of narrow and pointy. So they're quite different to, say, a tiger shark's teeth or you you might expect from a great white shark. Their teeth are relatively small, quite pointy and sharp so that might be something that people kind of perceive them as looking a little bit scary because you can see these pointy teeth and sometimes the sharks when you are diving with them if you're nice and calm in the water and don't move much and they feel comfortable enough to come close to you they can come quite close and so occasionally you might be diving with them and you just turn around and you realize there's one right over your shoulder or below you and that and you do see their mouths open they kind of just float along like drift along with their mouths open so you see their teeth so that's probably (laughs) one good description of why they're called you know they they referred to as having ragged teeth yeah and and the thing with the so if you think you if you think sharks are scary the ragged the sharp kind of needle-like teeth that they call ragged teeth are actually for catching smaller fish whereas if you've got like a big tiger shark or something or a great white they're going to have really triangular and serrated teeth and that's for cutting up big marine mammals or people uh, occasionally unfortunately but great nurse shark have these tiny spindly teeth but they've got lots of rows of them And they swim around with their mouth open like they're, you know, waiting for someone to deliver, like, to laugh at a joke they've just told. You know, they've kind of got this, like, gaping mouth that's just waiting for something. Where do you find them normally? I normally see them up the east coast of New South Wales. And so they tend to be present all along the coast there. I think also South Queensland, um, they get them out there as well. But I tend to dive um, mostly on the coast of New South Wales and... During summer, you'll find them down the coast, um, so south of Sydney, around Bass Point, you get a small population down there um, that come in during the warmer months. And I've even seen them down in Naruma, which is on the south coast of New South Wales as well. And then during the cooler months over winter, the ones that are from the south tend to migrate. We don't know exactly where they migrate from uh, because the ones that are common in just uh, near Shell Harbour no one's actually sort of tracked their movement so we're not too sure where they end up over the winter but we suspect most of them travel to slightly warmer water further north up the coast we tend to see them quite uh, like more frequently even in the in the winter one of the places that I go diving quite a lot is uh, Southwest Rocks which is about five or six hours north of Sydney and they've got quite a large population out there and that population lives there all year round so that's always you know like basically guaranteed spot to see the the greener sharks that's such an interesting point like and this is one thing that i think we just don't understand about the gray nurse is that some of them have been tagged as traveling over three thousand kilometers in a year just to breed and give birth but then others you definitely do see just all the time they live permanently on the mid coast of new south wales which it's kind of fascinating. And I think 
One thing I just need to say is that the population on the east coast of Australia is actually critically endangered. So they're pretty common worldwide in different spots. They're in the vulnerable category, but the population is critically endangered. So the fact you can go and swim with a critically endangered animal is pretty amazing. And that was done just purely because they looked scary and people went and overfished them and killed them on purpose and poisoned them. It's actually still unknown whether the population will survive. So fingers crossed. Yeah, and I think that's another thing that sort of led to the appeal of diving with grey nurse sharks and taking photos of them is because of the fact that they are critically endangered. So I feel lucky every time I get to see one. And a lot of times where I go diving, they're not necessarily marine reserves, so fishing is still allowed. And, you know, you often see the sharks with fishing hooks or lures coming out of their jaw so although it hasn't actually you know like people don't fish for the sharks they are still affected by our behavior and um and the fact that you know i'm lucky enough to see one in the wild i hope that in years to come i still can dive with them you know it's a little bit of a worry when you know that there's a species that is critically endangered and you wonder how long they will be around for so you know that's just sort of another thing that makes me want to see them more in the water now because I don't know if I'll be lucky enough to see them in years to come. Yeah, and that's that's one of the reasons I think like the photography of them is such a great and cool idea because you're almost taking a snapshot of an animal that fingers crossed they're gonna be there in 30 years, but they may not be, which is pretty sad. But I have heard that the sharks at different places have hooks in their mouths and people actually can pull them out. Have you heard, you would have heard those stories. Yes, I think if the shark is calm enough, if you approach it in the right way, I personally have not tried and would not try because I'm not in the water enough to sort of get that particular shark comfortable enough for me to approach it. But other people who work in the industry or in the water quite frequently um, I have heard that they've been able to remove some of those hooks and lines so that's yeah that's always a, a good news story yeah and I think like because I've spoken to one or two of these guys that have done it as well and they swear to me that the greatest shark actually knows who they are as an individual it'll see like someone like me who goes up a couple of times a year and they'll be like oh I don't know who that is but then they'll see this person <laughs> they see every day and they're like Oh, hey, I've got a hook in my mouth. Can you like come and pull it out? And yeah, they do. So to like brighten the mood a bit, I have a few cool facts, but do you have any cool facts about grey nurse sharks? I don't have any cool facts, but one thing I observed recently, which I initially thought was unusual, I thought I was pretty lucky to see it, and then someone else explained it to me. So I was actually snorkeling in Bass Point in Chahaba just recently, and... I was alone and I saw a grey nurse shark swimming straight towards me. And at first I kind of had to remind myself that, okay, I'm on the surface, but this is a grey nurse shark. So, you know, that, that's okay. But it just seemed to be swimming straight towards me. When it got about a metre away from me, it wasn't actually swimming to me. It was swimming to the surface and it opened its mouth almost to take a mouthful of air and then dove back into the water. And I thought it was unusual. I got it on film, this shark basically coming to the surface to take a gulp of air and then someone explained to me that they actually do that to control their buoyancy so every now and then they come up get some air because they need that air in 
their stomach to be able to maintain their buoyancy underwater. And so that was something that I wasn't aware of. And I found that really interesting. It was pretty cool to see. Wow, that that's that was actually going to be one of my cool facts was that like Grey Nurse come to the show and you've actually seen it and videoed it. That's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And so I was actually reading up on this because I was like, this is amazing. And so they come up to the surface and they swallow a big gulp of air. And that gulp of air lets them control where they sit within the water column a lot easier because normally a shark would have to swim to get up or down. And so what this allows them to do is at nighttime – when they're hunting, because at nighttime, grey nurse sharks are hunters, they're nocturnal hunters. They'll actually go along and they'll silently stalk through the black depths of the water, which is scary as. And because they've got this air in their belly, they're able to hold their position perfectly and so kind of just silently move on to a fish or a stingray or a smaller shark, which they're going to eat. And then so they just kind of drift right past them and right just before the animal sees them, they take a big bite of them. And so without swallowing this air... They're not actually able to hunt as silently. That's cool fact number one, but Karen's already actually seen that in the wild, which is crazy. So what's apart from the shark gulping the air, which I keep coming back to, what is the craziest experience? What are some other experiences you've had when diving with sharks, both at Southwest Rocks and at Shell Harbor and all the different places you can see them? Yeah, I think the other thing that the grey nurse sharks do mostly when they're feeling slightly uncomfortable if they're taken by surprise for example is that they crack their tail and they'll often then swim away quite quickly and so we've seen that happen particularly in southwest rocks where you get a lot of sharks swimming up and down the gutters occasionally customers come a little bit close to a shark and it takes the shark by surprise and they turn quickly and so you can actually hear the crack of the tail underwater and then you see a shark swimming in the opposite direction so i find that quite interesting Wow, that's kind of almost like someone gets in, before they get into a fight, they crack their knuckles, except they're just cracking their tail. I wonder, I wonder if it's like a bone thing or if it's like a sound because it's just like a like a little ultrasonic boom because they move so fast or what? It'd be fascinating to find out. Yeah, I'm not sure what makes the noise. And most cases, the, the shark is actually the one scared. It's not the human that gets scared. It's because the shark is, you know, it, something has shocked the shark and therefore they want to get out of that area. But I guess it's also sort of perhaps a sound they make to warn other creatures around that they are feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. So speaking of that, so, you know, you see people swim up and the shark goes away. So whenever I've done it, I actually like will sneakily just kind of hide beneath a rock or like right next to a rock and tuck myself up into a ball. And they actually get really, really close. And one thing I love about them is you see them, they swim back and forward and back and forward and they get closer and closer and closer until they're almost on top of you. So that, that's kind of my trick to seeing them. Have you got any tricks to seeing them or any kind of other advice if you want to like swim with a grey nurse and not have a tail crack go on? Yeah, I think when I dive with them, I tend to, if there's say a rock wall, um, stay close to the wall and not kind of swim out in amongst them or if you do need to kind of swim across sort of in open water just stay really calm not move much and they tend to kind of stay where they are it's when people uh, you know move around like kick that the sharks don't want to be near you so if you stay really sort of calm in the water and don't have much movement they do tend to come quite close 
And so we're nearly at the end now, but I want to know what your kind of photography tips for them are. So how would you take a good gray nurse shark photo and what would you do if you were interested in getting a gray nurse shark photo? I think some of the best photos that I've seen and what I've tried to then copy the techniques in my own photos is to take a photo from below the shark so not directly below its belly but sort of at an angle where you get a good view of their mouth especially if they've got their mouth open and pointing it up towards the surface if it's a sunny day and you can position the shark so that you know you've got your camera angled at the shark and then got the sun in the background as well you tend to get quite nice effects you know you get the natural lighting from the sun as well i always use strobes uh, when I'm diving, which also helps with like lighting up the subject, you want the strobe sort of firing so that it's, it's positioned at your subject, but you use some of the natural light from the sun as well to make the water surrounding it um, a really nice colour and, you know, get those sun rays shining through. So that's what I tend to do when I'm taking photos of the shark is sort of get that angling up towards the surface. So that classic kind of beneath the shark is... I guess you want to take a photo beneath the shark because they're a scary animal and swimming over the top, like you're like, raw. And like, if you, and that, that kind of goes with like, if you're swimming along the gutter and you're against the wall or you've tucked yourself into a rock, the sharks are quite inquisitive and they'll actually come close to you. And if you're in one of those positions, you're able to get that photo. Whereas if you swim up to one, you're just going to get nothing, are you? Yeah, you often find if people swim towards the sharks or occasionally you might get, people that have never been diving with the grey nurse sharks before and they get a little bit excited and kind of swim towards the shark, chances are that shark's going to turn around and you don't want to get a photo that is just focused on the shark's tail as it's swimming away from you. That's why if you just, you know, stay in the one spot, wait for the shark to come to you, that's when you can get those really nice photos of their face actually you know pointing towards you not turned away yeah with a bit of eye contact and they have these amazing little like eyes and i guess the advantage is that those eyes follow you whether you're behind the shark or in front of the shark or above the shark their eyes are always these little beady eyes are always looking at you and you can tell there's just so much more going on than we give them credit for yeah that's true well that brings us to the end of our grainer shark episode Thanks, Karen, for being on the show. And if anyone wants to see some of your photos, some grey nurse stuff, where should they go? I have an Instagram page where I post some of my photos. So my Instagram is uh, scuba underscore kez underscore photography. So you can see some of my photos there. There's also some amazing photographers that you'll find, you know, especially up the the coast of the East Coast of Australia. So, you know, just um, have a look around on Instagram or on Facebook. The people that dive at Southwest Rocks all the time take some amazing photos as well. So yeah, there's plenty there to see and might change your mind if you initially thought that sharks are a scary creature. Once you see, you know, these people that are really passionate about diving with the sharks might make you curious to check it out yourself. Yeah. And get in the water, which is something that like, if you're, if you've dived or you've interested in diving, Grey nurse shark diving, especially at uh, Southwest Rocks, which is one of the best places in the country to see them. Yeah, that's especially a pretty cool place to go, and it's definitely something you should do. Sea Creatures Podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by myself, Matt Testoni. You can see more of my photography on Instagram, Matt underscore Testoni underscore photography, on my webpage, emptyundwatermedia.com. If you've liked the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and visit our Patreon account. 
patreon.com slash seacreaturespodcast where you can give a small donation that helps support the running costs of the show. Production assistance by George McGrath and music by Dan Musil and his super cool slide guitar. Tune in next time to hear Marta Pinero, marine biologist, talk all about Gorgonian fans and some of the creatures that live upon them. This has been the Sea Creatures Podcast. Over and out. <laughs>